Hey guys, my name is Q. And I'm Trey. And welcome to our first episode of the How Do You Love Me podcast. Yes, sir. So this is a podcast where we're going to be talking about a little bit of everything and we're going to be giving our insights on different topics in the world right now. Trey's giving me a little bit of side eye. Um, so we just want to start off with a very fun topic, y'all. I just celebrated my 27th birthday woo, woo. on June 17th. Um, this is quarantine season, half quarantine, half not. Um, so this year I just decided that I wanted Trey to barbecue for me. And we just had our parents over, watched a little bit of TV, mm-hmm. and then we ended the night. So um, so I just uh, found this podcast. This podcast. I found this article from the New York Times. It's called, your, It's Your Birthday and You Can Do What You Want. So... In this article, it talked a little bit about how um, birthday traditions have changed over the years, over many years, actually. And it said back in the 1800s, early 1800s, wealthier parents started celebrating their children's birthday. And then it eventually trickled down to everyone else. And then by the 1950s, the standard for children's birthdays had changed to a small intimate affair where kids had cake and ice cream. And that was pretty much it. And then by the time the 1980s rolled around, the skating rinks, the bowling alleys, and the arcades had basically taken over and built up this new birthday celebration. Yeah, it was getting lit. Yeah, it was getting real lit. So you can imagine, and you can see how birthday traditions have grown over the years. So in this article, it talks about, the author talks about um, planning your own birthday and being intentional. And I think that's really important to kind of reflect before you plan your birthday to see, like basically ask yourself, like, what do I want to do to celebrate this milestone? Um, So Trey, um, what was a typical birthday like for you um, growing up? Yeah. um, Well, before I answer that, you know, I just wanted to put in a little two cents because it's funny, like when you were going through the article, how it changed over those years, you know, you can see how like now it's like, you know, people have, they take whole weeks, whole months for their birthday where, you know, when you go back to the beginning, it wasn't even really celebrated like that. But anyway, I just thought that was funny. But um, yeah, when I first, like going back to older birthdays, um, I remember just, when you're young, you know, you have them at the little places. So like my favorite go-to place because it worked every year was like Chuck E. Cheese. Oh yeah. I love Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Chuck E. Cheese. And then like prior to that, I think it was like, you know, McDonald's or something. (laughs) Like that was the spot to have your birthdays in the nineties. It's McDonald's. But yeah. And then, you know, as I as I got older, wait, first off, what's the question again? Just make sure that I'm <laughs> what, staying on. What were birthday celebrations like for you growing up? Yeah. So, yeah, that's, I mean, they were cool. Um, of course, I, I didn't get, I didn't get everything that I wanted. So as I got older, I could realize, you know, I realized that we didn't have as much as you see on like TV. When people have birthdays on TV, mm-hmm. it's crazy. And, you know, in real life, you're like, oh, I ain't getting that. So, um, yeah, I, I would, you know, I, I, there were times where I would like, um, just get the minimal things because I, 
well, I would ask for the minimal things because I knew I could get that at the very least. So right. that's uh, that's how they were for me growing up. So as Not a too kid, crazy. I mean, I, you talked a little bit about how you knew you wouldn't get everything. But what were your expectations for your birthday uh, growing up and how did they change over time? Yeah. So as a kid, like when I was, you know, way smaller, they were, you know, it was everything. It was like, it's your birthday. So mm-hmm. you knew you're going to get some presents, some uh-huh. money right. from, you know, friends and family. And like I said, I knew I was going to have a party somewhere, whether it was Chuck E. Cheese or, you know, main event, whatever. But um, that actually probably came later, but the main event. But yeah, as I got older, uh, then you, like I said, you start realizing like, you know, your parents aren't like wealthy, so <laughs> you can't just be out here asking for the world because you're going to get your heart broken. Right. So for me, as a coping mechanism to not, you know, be di- super discouraged, um, I would just ask for the minimal thing. So it had got to a point where I was like, look, no party, none of that. Just give me money and I'll buy, you know, what I really want Which with was, the money. What was that? I mean, it just depended at the time. I, I like clothes and shoes. So you know, there were birthday parties where all I asked for was a pair of Jordans. And some of those I did not get. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it over time, it literally, it went down to, you know, I, I don't want to put a strain on my parents to make me have to get something. And I knew that, you know, even still, they probably weren't going to do it anyway, if they didn't have it. So um, it would just come down to like one or two main things and just celebrate another year with a cake and some ice cream. Mm-hmm. Ice cream. Well, for me growing up, my birthdays always consisted of, a, you know, a small little party. So it was, you know, pin and tail on the donkey, <clears throat> blowing out candles, opening up gifts. It was mm-hmm. like, you know, a real intimate thing. It wasn't really centered around like arcade and skating rink and all that. Until I got to like, so I was like 10. Then it started turning into like swim parties and, you know, let's go to this place and that place. Uh, Um, But over time, my expectations kind of changed. But I'll say when I was younger, I kind of expected for people to get me things. And that's kind of based off what you see off TV. I mean, you see a little girl requesting something super duper special. And she gets it. So you kind of assume that you're going to be the same way, right? Right. Um, But now that I'm 27, you know, uh, I can just say that I understand it's not really that big of a deal anymore. Now it's just like a milestone marker. So my expectations aren't as big, but I still want to be celebrated. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of how it's changed. So I did find this other article and... Um, so this is the title of the article was 20 harsh life lessons. Everyone should learn in their twenties. And so I'm 27, Trey's 27, but he'll be 28 this year. Um, so I just want to see if like some of these still apply to him. I didn't read the whole, I mean, I didn't go through, I'm not going to read the whole thing. So some of the ones that I found were peer pressure doesn't go away. Your company doesn't care about you. You don't have everything figured out. Loving yourself is hard, and it's really hard to save money. Do you agree with those? Do you agree that those are life lessons that everyone should learn in their 20s? 
Uh, yeah. I I mean, when I when I looked at those that you pointed out, I'm like, all of those are are really good. And I think if you if you can like even on the first one, the peer pressure doesn't go away. If you can master that early, then it kind of it kind of can. So in reality, no, it doesn't. There's always going to be somebody or something um, tugging at you, whether that's good or bad. Um, but when you you know when you can have conf- when you've built confidence in yourself and who you are, then the amount of pressure that's on you goes away mm-hmm. if that makes sense so um so yeah it's true in the sense that you know it doesn't go away but for you it can be minimized and i i think it's actually uh, magnified when you become an adult and i'll say this only because i felt like going from childhood to adulthood i did not know what i was doing number two there was no handbook and number three i feel like everybody was constantly telling me that you need to do such and so and so, blah, 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 wait. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. life in your 20s or at any stage is not a one size fits all. So that peer pressure was hitting me real hard in my 20s. Yeah. And, and you know, there's always going to be people, especially it seems like the sometimes the ones that didn't do it are the ones that's trying to tell you to do certain right. things. Um, right. So, yeah, that's just funny. What about the one the your company doesn't care about you? Yeah, uh, for I mean, I hope, and it's it's just like what you just said. You know, a lot of things people don't really tell you, and you go through life and you think, okay, I go to school, get good grades, get a good job, uh, retire from that job in thirty years, forty years, whatever, and with a pension. And you know, in reality, for a majority of Americans here, that's not the truth. You know, nowadays people go through seven, eight. 10 jobs and throughout their career. And what that showed me early on is that it ain't promised and then they don't care about you. So I know, um, you know, there's people out there who have given everything to their jobs and didn't realize that they're on the expense side of that, of that job. So if it's out of you and the light bill, they're going to pick the light bill every time and you're going to be without that job and you're going to be feeling you know, some kind of way because you've given your all and to them you were convenient. Right. You know, you, right. you were you were good at the time and now we need to move on. Okay. For whatever reason. And you know, one thing I would tell, yeah, uh don't take it personal. It's just business, unfortunately. And that hurts too because you spend so much time at your job. I spend well, right now I spend twelve hours a day at my job. Mm-hmm. And if my job was to let me go right now, I would I don't even know what I would do because, I mean, that's like half, no, not like half of my day. That is half of my day. Yeah. You know, every I could day. be at home watching TV, rubbing on Sheba, you know, or me. Or, or, <laughs> or you. And I'm up here at this job trying to do all I can and be all I can for this job. And you know what? It, it really does come down to it. They really don't care about you. You're expendable. They will, and and I think a lot of people are realizing that in this whole quarantine because mm-hmm. coronavirus started showing showing the company's true colors. Yeah, and and, I, and hopefully you know people um, saw in this in this uh, pan, pandemic that where they really were or where they need to position themselves to be. So you know if you were in a job that 
it was expendable and it was, you know, taken away. Now you can focus on getting a job that's maybe um, tailored to the market where it doesn't matter what's going on in the world. You're needed, right. you know, like maybe the medical field or something. But hopefully, you know, you can see the the bright side in certain certain things that happen to us and use it for, you know, the future or to help somebody else later on. So, uh, yeah, that, that next one, you, cause you pointed out, um, five, right? Six, mm-hmm. five. The next one was, uh, you don't have everything figured out. What would you, you think about that? <laughs> I learned that all the time. Cause I remember in my, you know, preteens or whatever you want to call it, my teenage years, I remember always saying when I become an adult, I'm not doing X, Y, and Z. I ain't doing it. Guess who's doing it now? Okay, the grass is always greener. It always seems easier when it ain't you. Okay, so that's that's how mm-hmm. I figured that out. I've learned that lesson. Okay, you don't have everything figured out. Close your mouth and just wait till it's your turn. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, same here for for me. But it it only took a couple times for me to realize that, and then I started trying to figure out what successful people were doing. Like, how did they handle these certain um, circumstances and, and things that come up because there's only so many times where you can do the same thing and expect a, a different result. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm not going to do that too many times. So yeah, I, I definitely, now if you ask me, I go straight to uh, the expert in the field or whatever the case may be. I, I don't waste any time on trying to figure it out myself, right. even in Walmart, something yeah. as simple as Walmart. Yeah. Where's the, where's the mustard? <laughs> I'm not looking in the store for 20 minutes trying to find mustard. I'm finding the nearest uh, helpful employee, <laughs> and we're getting this done fast. So um, that's definitely one thing that, that, yeah, that's definitely needed. Okay, the next one is loving yourself is hard. Um, I won't say I necessarily learned that one. Um, I think it kind of depends on your circumstance. Um, but I think you do have to learn to love parts of you that you don't understand um and and it I think that just comes with growth you just start to learn what you like what you actually like and not what you're being told to like and maybe that's where the hard part comes in what do you think um yeah I I can see that and also you know I think we live in in a society now where it is all about us like all about you as the individual and it's hard to love somebody else without loving yourself first so i think you do need to learn how to love yourself early um and then if you do get married early that's um that's one way that if you know to learn to love yourself as early as possible then you can love that other person just as much or you know, you, you'll learn how to love them because you've already learned to love yourself. Right. So I, I think that is it is hard, um, but it's probably harder to put that on the other side. So as in it's harder to love the other person these days because mm-hmm. we're so focused on ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think these days it's, it's easy to love yourself. You know, you can, <laughs> you can tell that by all the selfies that all these people take every day. That's right. You know? That's right. Uh, and then the last one, it's really hard to save money. Um, 
I, I can go first. Of or, course. Oh, of course. So yeah, it is when when you grow like like we're we're black, you know, we're native blacks. So we weren't necessarily taught how to save. So, you know, I know I heard growing up, you just need to save your money. But I didn't necessarily hear like an amount. So yeah, I didn't either. you know, when I got paid as a young person, uh I put a hundred dollars in the savings and when I felt the need, I went and got it out. <laughs> I didn't understand the why, right? right. So so they don't they don't really teach us that part. So yeah, it's really hard to save early on, but if you can set up systems, so like right now, me and Q have uh, automatic systems right. that it takes it out of there, there are sp- um, automatically. So you have um, certain amounts that go out automatically that we can't even see. Like behind the we scenes. can't get it. It's behind the scenes, but it's a set amount and it's already been mapped out um, to be a certain amount when we get up in age. Mm-hmm. Then we have the other amounts. Um, there's the car maintenance account where literally a certain amount goes over there. It's not as large, but it goes over there every time we get paid so that when we do have to do the oil change or if a bigger uh, maintenance problem comes up, we're not shelling out all of our money right. to fix it. We have some over there to get it done. And um, and then you just have your regular savings accounts that you can see, you know, within the account. But yeah, is if you don't have systems in place or some or a structure to tell you the why behind the savings up front, yeah, that's extremely hard in your twenties for sure. Yeah. But it's something that's needed to master because that's what this world goes on and you don't wanna be, you know, having to work in old age. Right. That's one thing that scares me. Right. I think um, I think we had talked about this before. I think the reason why it's so hard to save money is because we don't know how much we need. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. what's my goal at the end of the day? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, am I saving for, you know, a new car? And once I get that new car, what am I doing? Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's half of the thing. Because when I was growing up, the only amount of saving that I had to do was for church. Okay. So, I would get an allowance. I think it was like $10 a week or two weeks or whatever. And the only thing that my mama would say was, hey, when it's time for church, you better have a dollar in that plate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. that was all we were told. So outside of that, I wasn't saving any money. And if I was, it was just to get to this short-term goal. I want to buy the little Bow Wow CD for my birthday. <laughs> I want to buy some candy when we go to the store. But um, like you said, we aren't taught to save. Like no, They say save. But you don't give me instructions. Mm-hmm. So I can see how it is really hard to save. I think you just got to be mindful. And then with the systems we have in place, I think it really works for us because it's happening behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So I never see the money. So I'm not missing it. Right. And it, I mean, it, it works. It You know, you don't have to worry. Oh, man. In the end, are we going to be able to retire? Well, we already know, yeah, right. Because those numbers have been crunched, and and you know it's set up. So that's one thing. One thing that that I, I was I learned a few years ago is that one of the most important things that you get every week, every other week, every month, it does not come with an instruction manual, and it's important. And that's your paycheck. Mm-hmm. And so when you if you don't know what to do with that paycheck. 
uh, it's some danger coming ahead. Right. Um, so that's one thing that's super important early on in your you know 20s and 30s, 40s, and 50s. And uh, so, I mean, that, that was it on those questions, though. But you did have a, another one, a couple other questions that we just wanted to talk about here. Um, and one was, you know, what milestones are you working on in your personal and professional life? Uh, let's see. With my professional life, um, if you know me personally, you know that I just graduated college with my bachelor's and I'm going to be a teacher in the fall. Mm-hmm. Woo, woo. Woo, woo, woo. Go Mustang. Um, so my goal for this year, I guess, <laughs> honestly, is to get the kids home safely, uh, <laughs> safely, safely. That, yeah. That's, that's the key word this semester, this year is to get the kids home safely. And I hope they learn something from me. Okay. That's my goal. That's I'm going to set a small goal. Yeah. Cause I hear first year is the toughest for my, per- my personal, um, a personal milestone for me. I'm going to say I'd like to lose like 10 pounds. You know, um, I feel like that's easily attainable as long as I stick to it. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to set easy goals right now because I have a lot of free time. You know, I was in college working nights for a while mm-hmm. and I work. I would I would do my thing for school Monday through Friday and then I would work on the weekends. And now I'm just working and I have a lot of free time. So. You know, I'm just taking my time and enjoying life right now, visiting some friends and, you know, family and enjoying life. What about you? Yeah. Uh, so I actually, I don't know. It's kind of hard. I got a couple, but I'll keep it to one. Um, but milestones that I'm working on professionally, I'm really um, trying to set up some systems here where I can, you know, hopefully by the end of, end of the year or... A little bit after, I position myself to be out of a job role and into more of an entrepreneurial role, um, business owner. And um, personal, I just want to get get better at um, sewing. Um, So a milestone I want to want to get done with that is, you know, being able to uh, sew majority of my clothes and yours. Cause I want you, you know, I want you to shut it down when you're in the, in the classroom, you know? So just being able to sew better, um, this, this year for sure. Those are some milestones I want to hit. Those are good. Good milestones. So let's see, what is, or was a place or event that transformed your ideas, thinking, perspective, or made you come alive in a new way? And what changed? Ooh, that one, that one deep. Um, so probably I'll say, hmm, that's hard. There's a couple, I guess maybe the, the first one is, well, if, since it's an event, I'll just, I'll just say there was a guy, he held an event that I watched. His name was Jim Rohn. And the, the ideas that he, you know, gave me in that event, I, it forever changed my my mind, my thinking. It expanded the way I thought. For me, it gave me a different scope on what I should think life is or how far I could go. Mm-hmm. Um, like one of the things that he said there was, you know, success 
It's just a few simple disciplines practiced every day. And, I've seen that somewhere around the house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you probably have. <laughs> but that that right there alone spoke to me because it, it sometimes we put so much on success when we don't realize that it's, it's really just the small little details done over and over and over to get that good result. And so um, you can take that anywhere, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, that was that was one thing that really changed my mind. And that was like, uh, I don't know, I was like 22, 23. But that opened up so many more doors. Okay. Uh, for me, uh, I won't say it was a place or an event. I'll say, um, I guess you could say it was an event. So in high school, I played softball. And my coach reached out to me before um, summer break one year. Mm -hmm. And she asked me if I would like to get a summer job. She said that she knew someone who was looking for someone to rake their leaves and, you know, just kind of dust around the house or whatever. So, you know, me being in like 10th grade at the time, I'm like, yeah, sign me up. I mean, that sounds good to me. I want some money. So I go to the house for my interview and I meet this wonderful couple that um, was in their 80s. They lived in the neighborhood. And, um, you know, we hit it off. We had a good conversation. And long story short, they became the most influential people in my life. Um, mm-hmm. Just because they were able to show me things that my mother or my parents or my experiences that up until that point um, wasn't able to teach me or show me. So... Yeah, that that event really changed my life. Um, The husband actually helped me open my first bank account. That was really eye opening for me. And now that I think about that was really a simple gesture, but um, it was something that I probably wouldn't have until I became an adult. He showed me so many (laughs) things in the process of that, like, you know, how to save your money, how to make sure people aren't getting over on you, how to talk to people how to hold a nice conversation. You know what I mean? Just little things like that. And it just helped change my life in so many ways. Yeah. And I mean, I I could even piggyback off of that. Uh, When I saw the question and I saw or event, I'm literally thinking about event, but a time could be an event. And yeah, I probably wouldn't have been open to the guy I said earlier if it wasn't for Mr. Roach, because literally, uh, you know, sometimes you, you don't really understand who you're in front of mm-hmm. until until after, until right. they've opened up your eyes to it. So he definitely, I mean, he, he helped me out wonders for sure. All right. So right before we close, <laughs> let's get into this segment called Trey's Logic. Uh, Trey, explain a little bit about what this is about. Yeah. So, um, Pretty much, I, I mean, if anybody knows me, I keep, I have a ton of journals and just things that I hear, think uh, different ideas that come to me. And so, uh, Keanu thought it would be good if I shared some of these just in every episode. So anyways, this particular one is an idea from December 13th of 2017. And uh, it really, it was, I was just talking about life accumulates. Um, either we accumulate the debt or the value in mm. life, right? So either the regret or the equity. Pretty much we all suffer one of two pains, the pain of discipline 
or the pain of regret. Um, so what I what I put here is, you know, we should we should accept the discipline, the mental discipline. It takes a lot, but it's a small price to pay so that we won't have the regret later on. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, regret, it pays tons. Discipline weighs ounces. So we have to accept those early ounces of discipline so that we don't have to have those big fat tons of regret later on in life like so many of our elderly. Um, and so that I wanted to leave us with that because, you know, when, when you think back, we talked about birthdays earlier. You know, yes, birthdays are special. Um, but sometimes how about doing something else uh, for someone on your birthday or, you know, taking the time out to to give instead of always receiving. And I, I guarantee that that will change our, our thought process and, and we'll feel better as well. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and maybe instead of you celebrating your birth, you go thank your mother for actually birthing you. Yeah, that's a real good one. Because uh, she's the one who did all the work that day. Okay, facts, you just facts. came, slid up out of there. So <laughs> go thank your mama, you know? That's good, yeah. <laughs> all right, so that is our first episode of How Do You Love Me podcast. If you guys want to um, look us up, we are on Instagram. I'm on, um, on Instagram at TeachQueenQ. And, and I'm on there at D Scott Style. And then if you want to follow the podcast, just type in How Do You Love Me podcast and it'll pop up. So, yeah, do that. We need those. Yeah. And don't forget to tell your friends. So we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Peace.